Welcome to Finish Well Radio, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, welcome to Finish Well Podcast. We're so excited that you're here. And today we're talking about peaceful family vacations. Now, if you're like us, we have had some peaceful family vacations and some not so peaceful family vacations. We've actually had family vacations where there's been so much bickering or bad attitudes, and it's been very unpleasant. But we've also had some family vacations that have been so wonderful and so peaceful, and I have memories of us walking along the beach and enjoying quiet dinners and just relaxing. And I don't know about you, but those are the kind of vacations that I want to experience with my family. So how do we have these peaceful family vacations? What can make them happen? Well, the first thing is that peaceful family vacations don't just happen. They're planned. And one of the best things you can do to set yourself up for a peaceful family vacation is to pray. And I know that when Mike and I have covered our vacation in prayer, when the kids have prayed that we would have a good time, that we would love one another, that there would be peace and joy, those vacations are very, very different. Why? Because God answers prayer and he delights to refresh our spirits. So the next thing is that when Mike and I have gotten together and we have made plans of what we expect for the vacation, it goes much, much better than when we don't do that. Because you see, what happens is a lot of times everyone kind of comes on vacation with an expectation. I have an expectation that we are going to lay by the pool and just relax and read books. My husband might have an expectation that we're going to be pretty active, and my kids might have the expectations that we're going to go, go here and go, go there. And so all of us, you know, my husband thinks, well, we can't go, go here and go, go there because we don't have enough money. And I'm thinking, wow, I don't really want to be that active. I want to relax. So all of us have this different idea of what we want and what we hope will happen. So the first thing is that Mike and I need to come to unity on what we expect from the vacation. That means sitting and talking about it and not like ironing out every detail, but what overall do we want to happen? You know, maybe we say, well, we just want to rejuvenate. We want to refresh. But then we, what we really mean is that we want to go to a million things. Like if I go to Europe, which we've gone a couple times, I want to see everything. So that is not a rest vacation for me. There, is, I just want to make sure when I come back I didn't miss anything. So that's a different kind of vacation. We actually went to Italy as a family, and we went on a tour, and I think we went to like six different places in seven days. We saw millions of things, it seemed like. But it was very, very peaceful because we all 
knew what to expect and we were prepared. So after your husband and you agreed, it's time to sit down and have a family meeting and just kind of talk about it. Like, what is everyone hoping for? Because that really, really may surprise you with what some of your children want and expect. And also, I like to plan just a general schedule before we go. Now, sometimes in family meetings, some of my kids are thinkers and they don't really share what they want. So I like to start a family text where everyone is in the text and then I text people and say, hey, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? And that's another way to communicate, especially when, you know, your children are older, like mine are all older. And so we're all going in many different directions. And then set a budget. And everyone needs to know what the budget is, and they have to be willing to stay within it. Because we've done all our traveling debt-free, and that means that if we're going to go to a movie, we can't go Goonie golfing. So we just have to choose which one do we want to do. After we set a budget, we have to weigh the comfort versus the saving options. So I know we cannot sleep in a hotel with bugs because Juliana will not be blessed and she will make everyone else's life miserable. And when I went to England with my daughters, three of my daughters, I stayed in a hostel and I said to my kids, we're not going to eat. We're going to go to like a fancy tea and we're going to go to a really nice Indian restaurant, but we're not going to spend a lot of money on food. We're just going to eat really simple, inexpensive things. Well, when I travel with my husband, he likes food and he wants to spend money on good food. So there's a difference for him. It's worth the money to spend it on food. Whereas for me, I would rather go see more places and not spend money on food. So, of course, when he's there, we spend money on food. And then there are things to think about, like, do you want to go to a hotel, a resort, a condo, or rent a house? We found with such a big family that renting a house or renting a condo is such a blessing. We rented a house last summer, and my daughter and her husband came with their children, and the house was big enough, that, and my sister came. So there were over 10 of us, and we had such a good time because there was plenty of room for everyone. I think there were five or six bedrooms. There was three stories, and it just kept everything peaceful, and everyone had enough space. So that worked out good, and then, of course, we all chipped in. Now, before our older children got married, we would go and rent a condo at the beach. We'd rent a three-bedroom, and that usually slept eight people, and that was plenty for us. But it was still where we could cook in the condo, and we found that cooking in the hotel room or condo saves us a lot of money. So that's another thing. Hotels for us were just too expensive. However, I did take a trip with my daughter, and we stayed in an all-inclusive resort in the Dominican Republic, and it was so much cheaper than staying in a hotel and renting food because all our meals were provided for. So weigh all your options because depending on the size of your family, how much they eat and things like that, you might be surprised at what is the most comfortable and the best use of your money. So anyway, now you've made all the plans and you paid for everything and now you're there 
we like to settle in when we get there. I like to always unpack my stuff and get settled in. But we tell the kids, you know, get settled in, put your stuff where you want it, and then go do something fun to kind of check out the place where you're staying. Something where we have to go far, something, you know, crazy, like, okay, as soon as we settle in, we're going to go on a bike race. But, you know, do something that is kind of fun, and you wander around and get something to eat and that way you're feeling like you're settling in, but you're also up and doing. And for the people who have ants in their pants, and you know the ones I mean, they do not want to unpack and just sit around in the hotel room. So even if you just walk around the grounds of the hotel or something like that, it gets all the itchies out and it makes everyone feel like, okay, we're here, we're on vacation, we're having fun. I'm going to finish talking about how to have a peaceful vacation after this word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. It's more fun to learn history in the kitchen cook and bake your way through time and add fun to history class with our history cookbooks. Ancient history cookbook starts with Garden of Eden recipes and progresses until the time of Jesus in the Roman Empire. American history cookbook begins with recipes from Native Americans and ends with American recipes from modern times. Eating food from the time period we're studying has been a hit in our house, especially with the boys. You can purchase Ancient History Cookbook and American History Cookbook at Amazon.com and PowerlineProd.com. Powerline Productions, being world changers, raising world changers. You've been listening to Finish Well Radio on the Ultimate Radio Network. Now back to your host, Meredith Curtis. Welcome back. We are talking about peaceful family vacations. And we talked about giving everyone ownership, setting a budget, and having everyone willing to stay in it, and weighing comfort versus savings options, and settling in on arrival. And now we're going to talk about how to balance relaxing with the go, go, go. You'll find in every family, they're the relaxers, and they're the go, go, go people. And I like time by the pool, but I also love to visit museums. But I'm not crazy about visiting amusement parks. So it really helps me to have time that I know we're going to be relaxing, but also time we're going to get to go to a museum. Now, my children want, you know, maybe to go to amusement park, to go fishing, to go boating, things like that. The other thing with vacations is the whole family, although we spend almost all of our time together, we do have times where everyone just kind of goes their own way. There's a place we like to stay at called Cinnamon Beach. It's on the east coast of Florida between Daytona Beach and Jacksonville. And it is a really nice place because they have a clubhouse where the kids can go down. They can play games. They can watch a video. They can play pool. They can swim in the pool. I can go down and sit in a hot tub. Other kids can go down and be running along the beach. So 
it's kind of a nice, you know, we might all go down there together, but kind of scatter in different directions. When you set up a schedule for the vacation, and it shouldn't be rigid, like at 8 o'clock we're going to wake up and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, okay, this is the day we're going to go to the amusement park, or this is the day we're going to go miniature golfing. Then that way you can space out the relaxing with the busy so that overall the vacation is relaxing. One of the things I found that's really important in planning for peaceful family vacation is to plan for the afternoon grumpies. Late in the afternoon seems to be the time that everyone is tired and grumpy, and not just the toddlers. Dad gets tired and grumpy. Mom gets tired and grumpy. So here's some ways to handle that. Number one, you could eat an early dinner, about four, and then have like a little snack late in the evening or reverse it, have a little snack and then have dinner later. But make sure that you do something to get rid of the grumpy. Sometimes it, it would just be good at four for the whole family to go back to the hotel and have a nap and then wake up and go to dinner. So just whatever will relax everybody, whatever, you know, a lot of times it's low blood sugar. Everybody just needs a little bit to eat and they should be fine. But deal with the afternoon grumpies because in our family, they happen consistently. And learn the fun way. There's so many opportunities to learn on vacation. You know, I love to go to museums. I always like to have one day that I call my educational day, but it's really fun. Like it might be a living museum. It might be a helicopter museum. It might be an art gallery, but something where, especially museums that are really hands-on for kids are awesome. Also, stay healthy. There's nothing worse than eating too much and having a stomach ache or not exercising so you feel like you have no energy. So exercise the fun way by doing something like playing tennis or shuffleboard or swimming or walking, you know, hiking, stuff like that. But make sure that you're exercising and try to eat healthy most of the time. Not like you have to eat healthy at every meal, but if you eat healthy at breakfast and lunch, then you can kind of eat whatever you want at dinner. Um, and then most importantly, how to have a peaceful vacation. And mom, you will set the tone. Dad, you will set the tone. Be positive and grateful. Every evening share praise reports. Not necessarily say, okay, we're going to have a praise report time, but, well, how was the day? What's the best thing that happened today? That's something I love to ask people. What's the best thing that happened today? You know, yeah, we could say, what's the worst? But then why focus on the negative? Focus on the positive. And, um, and then share photos. Like if people took pictures on their phone, everyone get out their phone and share photos. And, you know, it's so fun. Oh, send me that picture. I love it. Well, you have to promise not to post it. Okay, I promise. So that's something fun too and then laugh and love on each other make sure that you're spending a lot of time lavishing love on your children children lavish love on your parents and your siblings because sometimes parents can think oh my goodness I'm spending so much money on this vacation you have to feel loved but children don't know they don't realize a lot of times what a sacrifice a vacation is so lavish love on your children and let them know that they are really valuable and you're so excited to spend time with them. And anyway, if you can't make it, 
to take a trip around the world or visit some exotic places, then I really encourage you. I have I have some geography resources called Travel God's World, and one of my favorite is the cookbook, Travel God's World Cookbook. And you can go all around the world in your kitchen by cooking up some neat, neat dishes. But unit studies and things like that are all great ways to travel without leaving your home. Anyway, I hope and pray that you have a very peaceful vacation this year. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Radio with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Radio Network.